hello, welcome to the Not The Top 20 podcast weekend quiz number five. This is quite a good way to track how many weeks we have been without football and and how many weeks we have been improving the quiz because more numbers last week, more entrants, more people on the live stream, more fun than ever and a very worthy winner, Steve LTFC on Twitter. He's been there or thereabouts every week so far and he absolutely smashed it with last week's quiz. So congratulations to Steve. We've had four different winners, which is what every quiz master and well, what every pair of quiz masters is after. So uh, welcome to this week's podcast. George Ehrlich is on the line. George, how are you getting on this week? Yeah, I'm quite sore. I went for a run this morning, longer than usual. So mm. my, cal- my calves are quite sore. Um, but except for that, I am very excited for another weekend where it's basically exactly the same as the week. Certainly uh, a few things <laughs> in this new world that uh, the NTT20 pod duo have increased. Um, and one of them is time spent on Football Manager. One of them is probably uh, drinking on weekends. Normally would be working around that time. Um, but also running. So that's that's the positive, I'd say. Both of us really getting out there and slapping the pavement. Is that a phrase? Slapping the pavement? It's a very good phrase because it's exactly how it feels. <laughs> I feel like I don't, I don't lift my feet up high enough as I should do. <laughs> So I kind of shuffle the pavement, if that makes sense. So that's quite interesting because my theory, and I don't know if I've I've been told this or whether I've just come up with it myself, is that people waste a lot of energy while running, like really lifting their legs and knees up. I think your energy now, should be your energy should be on on moving forwards, not moving up and down. I feel very strongly about that because I I, I just sort of a, I'm like a little tank. I just trundle forwards. I've got a vision now of you with your arms like straight down by your sides, <laughs> not moving anything, just moving like one of those walkers, you know, the power walkers in the. Uh, no, no, they the, can't have two feet off the ground at the same time. Definitely pump the arms. I just think legs. I just think you don't you don't want to be like hopping up and down. You just want to be really focusing on forward motion. Anyway, let's get into the quiz. Uh, as always, guys, uh, we'll be going live on Instagram at seven pm. Uh, those have just been so fun. So please do set a reminder for Sunday seven pm. Join the live stream. Get involved in the comments as well. Uh, we talked about crisps and dip last week, which was quite entertaining. Also, before we start, uh, we've had quite a busy week. We did a pod on Monday, which was great fun, drafting uh, a team each from the championship pool. And that has really captured the imagination. George and I are now also locked into a 20-man championship draft, which will turn into an FM game, which has been organized by uh, Biscuit Analytic on Twitter, which has been great fun. And I think we're both quite keen on our team so far. Um, send in your answers as usual on Instagram and Twitter at NTT20pod. Send us a DM or email us NTT20.pod at gmail.com. Interestingly, ever since we said how much we love receiving emails, uh, each week the number of emails has been decreasing. More, <laughs> more people going fully digital. Um, George is going to kick us off with round one. What have you got for us this week? When on EFL. Yes. Got it right this time. Uh, yeah, another round. EFL Mathematics was, was briefly going to come back, but um, it, it hasn't. So, <laughs> so maybe, maybe next week. But yeah, it's another round. It's the same format as last week where I'm going to give you a notable player transfer. So probably a player. Actually, there's one that isn't a player transfer. It's just a notable kind of EFL legend moment, I guess. Okay. Um, a, a managerial moment. And just a notable moment. So just a player, a, a manager, and then something that happened in that year. It's the calendar year for those who haven't played before, not the season. So these things happen in the calendar year where it's maybe a little bit cloudy in that respect. I'll try and 
clear the clouds and, and, and explain what I mean. But let's get into it. Question one. Ali plays along. He doesn't know the answers either. So he's going to be playing along alongside me. Well, not not alongside me, sorry, because we're not together, <laughs> but over the, over the airwaves. Question one. Andy Reid rejoins Nottingham Forest for his second spell at the club. Andy Reid, great man, did, did BBC Five Live with him a few months ago and he was an absolute legend. Andy Reid rejoins Nottingham Forest, still lives in Nottingham, for his second spell at the club. Question two. Mickey Adams rejoins Port Vale just five really, months. It's, it's not really question two, is it? It's sort of part two of question part one. Part two, part two. Mickey Adams rejoins Port Vale just five months after leaving the club to take over at Bramall Lane. So he left five months later he returned. So I'm looking for what year it was that he returned. And then the third clue for the first question, John Massinho scores the only goal at Old Trafford, bit of a clue and a clue there, as Stevenage beat Torquay 1-0 in the League 2 playoff final. Interesting. Give, especially, Andy, especially given that my round is playoff history. This is very oh. interesting. Andy Reid joins Nottingham Forest. Mickey Adam rejoins a couple of prodigal sons there. Mickey Adams rejoins Port Vale just five months after leaving. John Massinho scores the only goal at Old Trafford as Stevenage beat Torquay 1-0 in the League 2 playoff final. Question two. This is probably my favourite ever question in any quiz I've ever done. But I'm hoping that not many people are going to get it right as well. What I like you is that you don't exaggerate things very often. So when you say something like that, it really holds a lot of, <laughs> lot of weight. Steve Bull makes his England debut after scoring 37 goals in, in an old Division 3. So that's League 1 season. So following that season, Steve Bull made his debut. So love the fact someone scores 37 goals in League 1 and then gets a England call-up. Clue 2. Brian Talbot takes over as player-manager of West Bromwich Albion a couple of months after Ron Atkinson had left the club to take over at Atletico Madrid. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So Brian Talbot is appointed player manager. I want the date that he's appointed, the year he's appointed, not the year that Atkinson left, in case you're, you're, people know both. But Brian Talbot takes over as player manager of West Brom a couple of months after when Atkinson had left the club to take over at Atleti. Clue three. Chelsea edge out Manchester City in the old Division 2 battle of the top. So Chelsea just edge out Manchester City to win what is now the championship. Good cue, that isn't it? Yeah, I like that. Bit, bit of old school. No so problem Steve with that making whatsoever. His debut. Brian Talbot taking over as player manager of West Brom. Chelsea win the championship ahead of Manchester City. Question three. Very sad news a few weeks ago now about Peter Whittingham, uh, one of the EFL's kind of most important and top legends over uh, the last kind of decade or so. Mm. What year did he sign for Cardiff from Aston Villa? What year did Peter Whittingham sign for Cardiff from Aston Villa? Clue two. Terry Butcher is appointed manager of Brentford. What? Terry Butcher is appointed manager of Brentford. Jesus. <laughs> it was, I mean, there was nearly another clue and another question about Newport County. Then I realised it was Terry Butcher again, so I couldn't do it. <laughs> Uh, and Boston United are deducted 10 points and then relegated directly to the Conference North. So Whittingham signs for Cardiff. Terry Butcher appointed manager of Brentford. Boston deducted points. Brown envelopes all over the shop. And 
relegated to the conference north. Okay, good one, that. Bit harder this week. Bit harder this week, George. Yeah, deliberately. <laughs> Question three. Barry Bannon signs for Sheffield Wednesday. Barry Bannon signs for Sheffield Wednesday. Lee Johnson leaves Oldham for Barnsley. Bit of an Easter egg here for those that listen to the Connor Harrahan podcast on going up, going down about 10 days ago. If you haven't listened to that, why not? Because it's really good. And I think you'd enjoy it. Clue three, Bristol City and MK Dons score a combined 197 goals in winning automatic promotion from League One. So Bannon signs for Sheffield Wednesday. Lee Johnson swaps Oldham for Barnsley. And Bristol City and MK Dons score a combined 197 goals. I mean, it's unbelievable that. 96 and 101 in winning promotion from League One. Remarkable. Remarkable. Final, que- final question. Just to, just to be clear, that last yes. one with MK Dons and Swindon, that's, and that's the MK end Dons of- to Bristol City, end of the season. Yeah, end of the season. Yeah. So it's when, they, it's when they won automatic promotion, yeah. Okay. Not when they didn't score all those goals in the, in the calendar year. Um, last question, question five. Luciano Becchio arrives at Ellen Road from Merida. Luciano Becchio arrives at Ellen Road from Merida. Second clue. Jimmy Quinn replaces Kevin Bond as manager of Bournemouth. (laughs) Jimmy Quinn, the man, the myth, the legend, replaces Kevin Bond as manager of Bournemouth. Final clue, and this comes off the back of a bit of a theme from last week where we asked you to name all of the players in last year's championship team of the season. I'm going to read out so at the end of that season. So the team was announced in the calendar year, the championship team of the season for this year. Okay? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Wayne Hennessy, Bradley Orr, Danny Shittu, sorry for the explicit content, Paul Robinson, Ryan Shawcross, Brian Howard, Marvin Elliott, Liam Lawrence, Jonathan Greening, Ricardo Fuller, Kevin Phillips. I'll go through it again quickly. What a team. I mean, I was going to say it shows how far the league has come. Uh, Wayne Hennessy, Bradley Orr, Danny Shittu, Paul Robinson, Ryan Shawcross, Brian Howard, Marvin Elliott, Liam Lawrence, Jonathan Greening, Ricardo Fuller. And Kevin Phillips. And for my benefit, what were the first two clues quickly of this Luciano Becchio arrives at Ellen Road from Merida. Mm -hmm. So Luciano Becchio signs for Leeds after a trial, actually, interestingly. And Jimmy Quinn replaces Kevin Bond as manager of Bournemouth. Really tough week this week. Really tough week. Thanks, mate. Really tough. Um... But okay. it should be tough. I think when we're getting people getting one question wrong and winning the quiz, we need to, you know. I agree. Steve LTFC is going to be really scratching his head after that round. If we, if we had a manager on football manager, they'd be going, you know, shout, tighten up. And that's what I'm doing. Well done. Uh, okay, Thanks. I'm going to give you my answers. Cue music that doesn't exist. Three out of five. Three out of five, which considering I thought last week was easier and I got one out of five shows just how unpredictable quizzing can be, especially the round they call when on EFL and or 
the FL years. Um, time for round two. And the round is playoff history with me, Ali Maxwell. Big fan of the playoffs. I think we all are. Uh, there's 10 points up for grabs. There are seven questions in total. And the first question is a three-pointer. One point for each name. You do not have to give me the year. I just want the name. The three players to have scored a hat-trick in a playoff final. The three players to have scored a hat-trick of goals, three of them, in a playoff final. And there are three of them as well. So just the names. Don't need the year. But if you really want to show off, you can put the year as well. Question two. In the first two stagings of the playoffs in 1987 and 1988, the four teams involved were the three clubs that finished directly below the automatic promotion positions, plus the club who finished directly above the automatic relegation places in the division above. Only one club that entered the playoffs in a relegation place managed to win the playoffs and survive and retain their divisional status. Who was it? So they will, until playoff format gets changed, and I know George Ellick's quite keen on a little tweak to the format. I know he'd like to see someone in the league above fighting for survival. Although I think you want some, I think you want the, the sort of best relegation place team rather than the one above that. But either way, one team had to do a playoff to survive and won it. It's quite interesting that only one team in two years uh, survived. Three, in 2011, <laughs> the Football League was forced to use which stadium for the League One and League Two playoff finals because Wembley was unavailable, being used instead for the 2011 UEFA Champions League final. In 2011, the Football League was forced to use which stadium for the League One and League Two playoff finals because Wembley was unavailable, being used instead for the Champions League final that year. Where was the final of League One and League Two held? Question four, simple one here. Who has won the most promotions through the playoffs since their introduction? Who has won the most promotions through the playoffs with five playoff promotions? Who has won the most? Which team that is, not manager or player. Which team has won the most playoff promotions? Question five. In 2015, we saw... Perhaps the best individual game of playoff football in a semi-final between Swindon and Sheffield United, where the final score on the night was five all. What I want to know is, what was the score on aggregate? What was the score on aggregate? I don't need to know which team went through. I don't have to know that. But I feel like if you know what the score on aggregate was, you probably know which team went through, so feel free to add that. But I just want the score on aggregate. Question six. In that game between Swindon and Sheffield United in 2015, which current Sheffield United player scored? That's question six, a separate question. Which current Sheffield United player scored in that game between Swindon and Sheffield United in 2015 that finished five all? Question seven, the last question. There's two points up for grabs here. Makes me a little bit nostalgic as we get towards what would have been playoff time. The 2017 League Two playoffs were, in my opinion, the best semi-finals of all time. The best combination of semi-finals of all time. Which four teams were involved? Which four teams were involved? Both of the semi-finals were absolutely ridiculous. And I want to know 
which four teams played in the 2017 EFL League Two playoffs. 6-5 on aggregate, both games. 6-5. Remarkable. That's the end of round two. Very good round, mate. Thank you. Playoff history, uh, round two. I think another relatively tricky round. I think another relatively tricky round. So it'd be interesting to see if people, uh, how they score, how they score. What we would ask is that if you're doing the quiz, please do send us your answers. Gives us a real sense of achievement when we see people send their answers in rather than gonna just be, sit on them. It's going to be jokes on us, though, when suddenly the amount of people that listen to the podcast all send in their answers, then we have to spend Sunday marking literally thousands. Good point. That is a good point. Something of a catch-22 we're in there. Um, <laughs> round three was provided by great friend of the pod and very smart chap and a big Luton fan, Ollie Walker. And Ollie has been writing, uh, it's, not his, it's not his day job, but he's been writing some excellent pieces for the StatsBomb website over the last few months. And he's got one in the pipeline. Uh, not sure if and when it will be published, but they have allowed him, StatsBomb, a data company, to sift through all sorts of fun uh, EFL data that we some of which we can get ourselves, but a lot of which we can't. So we've got some questions from the Championship and League One uh, provided by Ollie, and they are just quite fun, just quite fun. So wrap your head around these. Question one, which championship team has taken the most shots from outside the box this season? Which championship team has taken the most shots from outside the box this season? Question two now. Question two is on defensive distance. The average, def- the, uh, the average distance from a team's own goal from which it makes defensive actions. So the question is, which championship team has the lowest defensive distance, i.e. does the most of its defending closest to its own goal on average? Which championship team has the lowest defensive distance and therefore does most of its defending closest to its own goal on average? Question three. The lowest of blocks. Um, Question three, which player has made the most open play passes in the championship this season? Which player has made the most open play passes in the championship this season? Question four, which championship player has completed the most crosses this season? Which championship player has completed the most crosses this season? Question five, who is the most two-footed player in the championship? Now, this is my favourite sort of thing, and it's so cool that StatsBomb can do this. They basically record every action, every pass that is made with the individual foot of a player. Therefore, they can decide, using the ratio of passes made with left foot versus the ratio of passes made with the right foot, who is the most two-footed player in the championship. There is a player who has played 49% with his left foot. And 51% with his right foot. That is... He's gone from being not one of my favourite players to absolutely one of my favourite players because two-footedness is something of a fetish. So who is the most two-footed player in the in the championship? I've got a weird feeling I know who it is. Question six. Which championship player has taken the most shots in the league this season? Which championship player has taken the most shots? Now for a couple of League One flavoured questions. Question seven, which team in League One has the highest Pash Pash? <laughs> I've, gone, Pash. I've gone Dutch. Has the highest Pash completion ratio? The highest pass completion percentage, I should say. Which team in League One 
has the highest pass completion percentage. Question eight is a flip reversal of that. Which team in League One has the lowest pass completion percentage? Which team in League One has the lowest pass completion percentage? Question nine. Which player has completed the most open play passes in League One? Which player has completed the most open play passes in League One? I would hope that the real listeners of the pod will know that one very quickly. And question 10. The final question of the quiz. There are three players that are joint second behind Ivan Tony in the goals plus assists charts in League One taking out penalties because we do not count penalties in overall goal totals. There are three players joint second behind Ivan Tony in goals plus assists, not including penalties, with 18. 18 is the number. I want one of them. Just one of them. Three players in League One, joint second behind Tony in goals and assists. They're all on 18 and I need one name. So get your answers in on Instagram, on Twitter, at NTT20pod, over email, if you like, ntt20.pod at gmail.com. The thinking man's submission, I call that. (laughs) Uh, The tiebreaker this week, we might need it, you never know. How many set-piece goals have been scored in the Championship and League One this season? How many set-piece goals have been scored in the Championship and League One this season? Combined set-piece goals... Includes all sorts of things. Uh, corners, direct and indirect free kicks, throw-ins as well. How many set-piece goals have been scored in the Championship and League One this season? Uh, send us a message if there's anything you're not clear on. Join us on Instagram at NTT20pod at 7pm on Sunday. We're approaching a 1,000 followers on Instagram. It'd be great to get over that uh, arbitrary line at some point in the next few days. So if you don't follow us on Insta, please go and follow us. We'll do something special at a thousand i promise uh, we'll also be going live on sunday at 7 p.m and a brief thank you as well from me uh, there was an amazing reaction to uh my my what was it my plea i suppose for support for joe's trust um charity uh, named after my mother uh, which is going through some difficulty with funding at the moment uh, i spoke about it at the end of the monday pod so you can go back and hear more about that and the reasons why i spoke about it but loads of people have been Uh, getting in touch and helping either sharing uh, the message or especially thanks to those who have donated there's been loads and loads of them the charity have been in touch to say they've seen a big spike and that is uh, there's a lot of people referencing the podcast as well so it's a it's just amazing and i'm so grateful so thank you very much and thank you for listening to this week's ntt20 weekend quiz enjoy the weekend and we'll see you on sunday night